Gone is Tay Martin and behind him a wide receiver room full of youth and talent. I'm ranking the Big 12 quarterbacks for the 2022 season. Plus, Oklahoma State announced that the future sale of customizable football jerseys, so I'm giving my top three former Cowboy jerseys that I would have bought had that been an option when they were playing for the Cowboys, all on today's episode of Locked on Pokes. Thanks for making Locked on Pokes your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. You are Locked on Pokes, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Cowboy fans? Welcome to the Locked On Pokes podcast, your daily Oklahoma State podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Linda Godfrey. I contribute to Matthew Berry's Fantasy Life newsletter. I am an avid Oklahoma State fan. You can follow all of my nonsense on Twitter at Lindellians. You can follow the show at Locked underscore on underscore Pokes on Twitter or find the show on the Locked on Pokes Facebook page. Make sure you follow or subscribe on your favorite podcast app to get the latest shows every weekday here with Locked on Pokes. So we have covered the 2022 quarterback room. We have covered the 2022 running back room. And today we land on the 2022 wide receiver room for the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Tay Martin is on to bigger and better things, hoping for a career in the NFL. And in case you were wondering, yes, I'm still incredibly irritated that he didn't receive an invite to the NFL Combine. I think it's one of the bigger snubs of the Combine this year of draft season. But Tay Martin did play lights out in the Shrine Bowl to end his season, not to mention the three-touchdown performance in the Fiesta Bowl against Notre Dame. So he does have some highlights to end his season, but I am still very irritated that he didn't receive an invite to the NFL Combine. An early-season ankle injury sidelined Tay Martin for one non-conference game, but Martin still finished the regular season with 80 receptions for 1,046 yards and 10 touchdowns. Martin also added a rushing touchdown against Oklahoma. Maybe he's the next Debo Samuel. I'm absolutely joking, but if you've spent any time on Twitter since the NFL season, every wide receiver prospect is the next Debo Samuel. So I'm gonna I'm gonna start the narrative. I think it's time for Tay Martin to get the next Debo Samuel tag. Even with missing a game early in the season, he was the leading receiver for the Cowboys. The next closest to him was Brennan Presley, who finished with 50 receptions. So yes, we're going to have some youth, some inexperience in the wide receiver room this season, but it is filled with talent. Eight offensive players caught double-digit passes for the Cowboys in 2021, and they're only due to lose two of them, Tay Martin being one of them, and the other running back, Jalen Warren, who had 25 receptions for the 2021 season. So in the wide receiver room, that leaves Brennan Presley, who erupted for the Cowboys in the 2022 in the 2020 Cheez-It Bowl, he continued to build his resume in 2021, catching 50 passes for 619 yards and five touchdowns. Brennan Presley also added a rushing touchdown to his stat sheet. He had six rushing attempts. His biggest game came under the bright lights during the Fiesta Bowl, a common theme with Presley that he shows out when it's needed the most in on the biggest stage. I think it speaks to his clutchness, his calmness, how he carries himself on the football field. 
Against Notre Dame, Brennan caught 10 passes for 137 yards, his only 100-plus yard game in the 2021 season. The 5'8 junior will likely continue building, uh, playing inside wide receiver for the Cowboys and will be looked to for leadership, I think, in such a young room of pass catchers. I think Brennan Presley is going to really take a step up this season as that kind of voice in the locker room for them. Blaine Green finished the 2021 season with 21 receptions for 314 yards and one touchdown. His best stretch came in the middle of November through the end of November. Over half of his season-long yards came in the three games against TCU, Texas Tech, and Oklahoma, 168 yards in those three games. His lone touchdown also came against TCU. Blaine thrived in the slot, playing kind of a hybrid cowboy back role. He's big and he's tough and he should continue to build on that skill set heading into 2022. John Paul Richardson, a true sophomore heading into the 2022 season, played in eight games for the Cowboys last year. He was someone I was really excited to watch after the spring game last season. I love going to the spring game. I've talked about that some on here. It's one of my favorite events of the year. And John Paul Richardson really showed out at the spring game, in my opinion. He finished the 2021 season with 21 receptions for 145 yards and two touchdowns. Richardson also thrives out of the slot. A lot of these young guys got a chance to get some on-field experience in 2021, and I think it will serve to really help them coming into this next season without their number one receiver from last year. Braylon Presley, little brother to Brennan Presley, a four-star recruit out of Bixby, Oklahoma. In high school, Braylon was a hybrid wide receiver running back. I think he'll likely lean more on the wide receiver side for the Cowboys. Following in his brother's footsteps in more ways than one, Braylon Presley was the 2021 Oklahoma Gatorade Player of the Year as a senior and award his brother Brennan won in 2019. Braylon Presley's play helped Bixby to an undefeated season and a state championship. Braden Johnson, a super senior for the Cowboys who has contributed both on offense and on special teams. Unfortunately, last year he had a season-ending injury in the very start of the season, so against Missouri State in that first game. So we haven't got to we didn't get to see any of him last year. I'm looking forward to a bounce back from him so that he can have a 2022 season. Jaden Bray, another player that I really enjoyed watching in last season's spring game. He was probably my biggest takeaway after leaving that game, aside from Oklahoma State's defense, was going to be a force to be reckoned with, was that Jaden Bray has the potential to be a really good wide receiver for the Cowboys. Bray is the kind of wide receiver that I'm putting on the outside of the field. He is a field stretcher. He's fast. Bray finished the 2021 season with 13 receptions for 250 yards and two touchdowns in the game that Tay Martin missed, the game that he missed all of against Tulsa in week two. Jaden Bray had four receptions for 84 yards and a touchdown. So you already saw him kind of step into that role when we needed him to and very early on in the season. Jaden also had the fourth touchdown to accompany Tay Martin's three touchdowns against Notre Dame. I think he has a really, really bright future at Oklahoma State, and I wouldn't be surprised to see him really take over that Tay Martin role. Maybe not as the number one reception leader for the Cowboys, but definitely as a deep threat and and really strong outside wide receiver. Bryson Green, brother of Blaine Green, finished 2021 with 12 receptions for 139 yards and two touchdowns. 
Bryson had a bit of a sporadic year, but he was dealing with some injuries starting after the Boise State game. His best games came against Missouri State and Kansas. Rashad Owens was a successful outside receiver for Oklahoma State in 2021. He finished the season with 17 receptions for 257 yards and one touchdown. His best game came against Baylor in early October when he had three receptions for 53 yards and a touchdown. I expect him to see an increase in targets as we head into the 2022 season. Langston Anderson hasn't got the chance to show Cowboy fans what he's made of yet. The redshirt junior saw some action in 2020 but didn't record any stats. In 2021, Langston was sidelined with an injury. He's another player that's hoping to get healthy and be able to make a statement in Stillwater for Oklahoma State. Kale Cabanis was a 2020 walk-on and is a current redshirt sophomore. While he saw some action in 2020, he also didn't record any stats, but that all changed in 2021 when Cabanis caught one pass for 24 yards against Boise State in a must-have first-down situation. An immediate hero for Cowboys and fans alike that day. I mean, when he caught the pass, it was even like sitting at home going like, who, who was that? And what a strange play to draw up when you have to get this first down situation. So just an immediate core memory for Oklahoma state fans and for Kale Cabanis alike. Mason Gilkey is a three-star wide receiver out of Pahuska, Oklahoma. In his four high school seasons, Gilkey amassed 174 receptions for 3,385 yards and 55 touchdowns. His senior season led him to be an Oklahoma All-State honoree. Another incoming freshman, Taylor Shretrin. Shetrin, I struggle really hard with that last name. I promise I'm going to get better at it. Was a multi-sport athlete in high school, played football and basketball, as well as run track. He's a four-star recruit out of Edmond, Santa Fe. He's fast with a wide catch radius. He's another deep ball option, I think, in this wide receiver room. Stefan Johnson is the most recent Oklahoma State wide receiver recruit. After decommitting from the Oregon Ducks in early January, Johnson had an official visit to Oklahoma State in late January and committed to the Cowboys on February 2nd. Johnson is a three-star commit who finished his senior season with 45 receptions for 432 yards and eight touchdowns. That rounds out the wide receiver room for 2022. Lots to keep an eye on as spring training starts, and when the spring game occurs, it's something I'll be keeping a close eye on just because we're not sure how it's all going to shake up. Like I said, there's a ton of talent in that wide receiver room. There are There's just a ton of talent and skill to be had. It's just a lot of, a lot of youth and a lot of inexperience, so it'll be interesting to see who and what kind of packages Mike Gundy and Casey Dunn put together for this young but incredibly talented group of wide receivers. Next up, we're ranking the 2022 Big 12 quarterbacks. But first, football might be over this season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props, to where the next fired coach is definitely going to land, because they always do. BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, UFC odds, Olympic coverage, all of that information. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Don't wait. Take advantage of all the amazing offers. 
Bet online where the game starts. Thanks for making Locked On Pokes your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. So, Big 12 quarterback rankings for 2022. Obviously, this is way, way too early to start ranking what's going to happen next season. But where's the fun in in not ranking them? You know what I mean? Who's it going to hurt? There's likely to be some quarterback controversies crack open at a few Big 12 schools. I wouldn't be surprised to see some of these go down to the wire. We could potentially see five new quarterbacks in the Big 12, one of which is a freshman. I'm going to go from bottom to top, again, in my opinion, and with who I think each team is going to ultimately start to begin the 2022 season, even if there are some changes along the way within the season. This is who I think is going to start for every Big 12 team to start the football season. At number 10 is West Virginia's Garrett Green. West Virginia could see several quarterbacks lead the Mountaineers in 2022. Unfortunately for head coach Neil Brown, his leash is incredibly short. Starting the season with the right quarterback could bode well for the start of his 2022 season. Green has the most experience playing college football in their quarterback room. He needs to continue to improve in the spring, though, because there is a redshirt freshman and a true freshman in the background waiting for him to have a misstep so that they can get their chances starting, but I think he'll get the initial nod to start the season. Number nine, Iowa State, Hunter Deckers. Deckers backed up longtime starter Brock Purdy for the Cyclones, but Brock is off to chase NFL dreams, leaving Deckers to lead Iowa State. Deckers does get the benefit of having head coach Matt Campbell, but Iowa State lost star running back Brees Hall. They lost tight end Charlie Kohler to the NFL draft this offseason, so it'll be it's not going to be easy for any quarterback to take over, and especially for somebody like Brock Purdy that's been there for so long and losing your star running back and losing such a sure-handed guy like Charlie Kohler. It'll be no easy feat for Deckers to keep the Cyclones in the top of the Big 12 conversation, but again, like I said, he's very lucky to have a coach like Matt Campbell who should be able to get the best out of him. At number eight, Kansas I think Jalen Daniels is going to end up being the starter for the 2022 season. Jason Bean was the starter for the Jayhawks to start 2021, but Jalen Daniels took over when Bean was sidelined with an injury. Daniels led Kansas to the win over Texas in Austin, and he finished 2021 with, I think, promise and and hope. I talked about how much I liked head coach Lance Leopold, but it'll be interesting to see if he names a starter early or if he wants to get all the way through spring training and have a legit quarterback competition. I still think Jalen Daniels gets the nod to start the season after his strong finish last year, but who knows? You know, Lance is a fairly new coach to the Big 12, so maybe he wants to set up some competition and and see if these two guys can kind of push each other to be better quarterbacks. Number seven, Texas Tech. I think Donovan Smith gets the start for the Red Raiders. I may be reaching on this one. Transfer Tyler show is also in Lubbock these days after leaving the Oregon Ducks. I think Smith did enough to end the 2021 season to get the shot to lead the Red Raiders next season. And with the hire of the new offensive coordinator, Zach Kitley, Smith could put up insane numbers should he cement himself as the quarterback job being his. If there's any back and forth between the two, like I think Texas Tech, especially with all the changes at head coach and offensive coordinator, really need to Pick one of these guys and ride it and see what happens. 
Number six, TCU's Max Duggan. I wasn't terribly inspired by either quarterback play from TCU last season, but I do believe Max Duggan will get the start for the 2022 year. And if he can stay healthy, maybe he inspires me a little bit more in 2022. I talked with the uh, Big 12, some of the other Big 12 guys, and we were talking about the quarterback play for Big 12 last season was fairly inconsistent on every front. I don't think anybody really stuck out as like being the quarterback of the Big 12. So this is all messy as is, but I do think if Max Duggan can stay healthy next year, he has some serious floor. I don't think his ceiling's super high, but he is a safe quarterback, does what needs to get done. And now he's got new head coach Sonny Dykes coming into town. Maybe the competition could remain wide open through spring. It's another kind of big question mark, but I'm going to align my bets with a quarterback that has some consistent experience in college games in Max Duggan. At number five, give me Kansas State's Adrian Martinez. Transferred to K-State for his final year of eligibility after a roller coaster of a career at Nebraska. You want to talk about inconsistent. Martinez threw for 35 touchdowns. He ran for 45 touchdowns in his career with the Cornhuskers, but he also threw 30 interceptions. He had a very up-and-down career in Nebraska He'll need to acclimate himself a little bit to K-State's system, but if he can get that going in Manhattan, he could go out of his college days on a high note, like I said, after a very up-and-down career leading up to Kansas State. This is where it starts getting a little extra juicy. At number four, give me Texas Quinn Ewers. If Ewers delivers what his high school tape shows, he could quickly move up this list, and I'm not talking about like one or two spots he could potentially be the very best quarterback in the Big 12. Unfortunately, we haven't seen him play any college football yet, so I'm not ready to anoint him as the best quarterback in the Big 12. He certainly houses a ton of talent, but will Steve Sarkeesian be able to get the most out of his young quarterback? If viewers can't get Texas back on track, I expect heads to roll starting with Steve Sarkeesian. And, you know, we'll see. Maybe Quinn Ewers has all the tools to cover up any misfortune in coaching or any decisions like that, but um, he's going to have to really, really show out as a freshman at Texas at a school that is expected. I mean, like the, the bar is so high to clear already. Those are tough shoes to fill. I do not envy him, but for what it's worth, Ewers seems, like I said, very, very talented, and he seems just cocky enough that he might be able to get it done. At number three, Dylan Gabriel out of Oklahoma. Gabriel transferred from UCF to Oklahoma just in time, too, because Oklahoma lost, of course, Spencer Rattler and Caleb Williams to the transfer portal following their 2021 season. I still am worried about the Sooners' offensive line. We'll see what that does. But by the end of last year, that offensive line was fairly depleted. It'll be interesting to see how mobile Gabriel is in the pocket for Oklahoma in 2022. Lucky for him, the new Oklahoma offensive coordinator, Jeff Lebby, has worked with Gabriel previously, so the scheme should be just fine. They shouldn't have any issue figuring out what works best since the two have already worked together. Another player that I think has the potential to move up this list. At number two, give me Gary Bohannon out of Baylor. I'm higher on Bohannon than consensus. I know he makes some poor decisions with the football. Maybe it's just because I've endeared myself to poor decision-making. But I really liked what we saw out of him last season through the air and on the ground. He was one of the quarterbacks I was most worried about facing last season. 
because of his ability to escape the pocket and make a play, if he takes a step forward at all, and I mean even like a little bit in his passing efficiency, he could be a real threat to Big 12 defenses next season. I do really like what Gary Bohannon has done so far on tape. I know he's had some silly turnovers, some backbreaking turnovers, but as a whole, I I really like what he brings to the table as a quarterback. So that leaves Oklahoma State Spencer Sanders. You can cut the cake by production. You can cut the cake by experience. Either way, Sanders will get the biggest piece in the Big 12. Sanders threw for 2,839 yards last season and 20 touchdowns, a career-high season for him. If he can get a hold of his interceptions issue, the sky is the limit for this Oklahoma State quarterback. We know how much talent he has. It's just the decision-making is still poor. He technically has two seasons of eligibility left, but I would guess he is pushing for a step forward to happen this season in order to fulfill a larger dream of an NFL career. Like I said, he's struggled with throwing the ball away, struggles with decision-making as a whole last season and really what we've become accustomed to as with Spencer Sanders as our quarterback. But he did finish the 2021 season with a stellar performance in the Fiesta Bowl That's the quarterback we need for the Cowboys this season. Considering the youth of his offensive weapons and the losses to the defensive side of the ball, we have to have prime Spencer Sanders in 2022. Now, obviously I'm a little biased, but I do truly think one through four, Oklahoma State, Baylor, Oklahoma, and Texas could be ranked in lots of different combinations depending on what site you're checking And as the 2022 spring season starts to kind of roll on and the rumor mill starts to run, but I think those are definitely the top four quarterbacks in the Big 12, and really you're kind of splitting hairs on ranking them. Now, I put a little bit more into experience and continuity with coaching staff than maybe everybody else does, but just my opinion, that's how I feel. We'll see how how the spring training goes and and what we start to hear, I love the rumor mill that happens when when spring starts up. Coming up, Oklahoma State announced that fans will be able to purchase customizable football jerseys for the 2022 season, and the individual players will receive compensation from the sale of their name, something I've always been an advocate for. I'm going to give my top three former players jerseys I would have purchased had that been an option for me when they were playing But first, with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Especially if you're a small town like I am, forget about it. Like, they they don't have anything. So there's no reason to go through the intimidating questioning, only to have them order a part from their system when you have access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Rock Auto is a family business, and they've been serving DIYers like myself for over 20 years. Rock Auto's prices are reliably low for every customer, and their website is incredibly easy to maneuver. This is coming from a gal who isn't particularly savvy in the area of vehicles, nor the internet. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. So we can now purchase our favorite players' jerseys through Oklahoma State, 
players get those benefits of us buying those jerseys. I am 100% on board with this. I always have been. I have the jerseys that are like, they have like the number one and say OSU on the back because I always really wanted these players to be able to make money off of their name, off of their image, off of their likeness. So I'm very excited for this next step, but I'm going to pick some previous players that I would have bought a jersey had that been an option when they were at Oklahoma State. I'm going to omit the greats like Mike Gundy and Barry Sanders and Thurman Thomas to make this a little easier on me, and it was still nearly impossible. I was like, I'll do top three, and then I started thinking, and I was like, well, I could do top five, and uh, that's you're going to get – you could do top 15, you know? I, I would have gotten way out of hand. So I did top three, but I also listed like seven honorable mentions. Bear with me. First up, I'm buying a Dylan Stoner jersey. I know he's a recent graduate, having just played for the Cowboys in 2020, but he was so much fun to watch. Stoner could play outside or inside with ease, and as a bonus was a safety net in the kick return game. He was just a treat to watch as an Oklahoma State fan and will go down as one of my favorite all-time wide receivers in Oklahoma State history, regardless of his stat sheet, regardless of any final records he may or may not have set. I just always enjoyed watching him. He was one of my favorite players to watch. I hope that he finds success in the NFL. I think that if somebody would, I mean, I know he's on the Raiders practice squad right now, but I think if somebody would legitimately give him a shot, then they would be pleasantly surprised with his production. Just very, very fun to watch. So he is on my list. That was an easy one for me. Justin Blackman, a standout wide receiver for the Oklahoma State Cowboys and one of only two college wide receivers to win the Bolitnikoff Award twice. I will never forget watching his ESPN Sports Science segment when they were talking about his catch radius and having him dive for balls and stuff. And first of all, the Sports Science segment was a lot of fun on ESPN, but extra fun when they're highlighting one of our favorite players, a truly great Oklahoma State Cowboy, and it was so good to see him and Brandon Whedon back in Stillwater earlier in the 2021 season. And again, narrowing it down to three was difficult, but I'm going to get my last one. This is a toughie, but you know I have to show my favorite position some love. I'm getting a Dan Bailey jersey, Oklahoma State kicker from 2007 to 2010. The orange cleats live absolutely rent-free in my mind. I think about them once a week. I wish I was kidding. I am not. My honorable mentions, Des Bryant, Brandon Whedon, James Washington, Chuba Hubbard. Uh, many of you know my cat is named after Chuba Hubbard. Quinn Sharp and, of course, Malcolm Rodriguez, who if you told me he was going in the Hall of Fame tomorrow, I would I would be all in. I'd, I That would be just fine with me. <laughs> all right, guys, the rest of the week, we've got some college football playoff expansion conversations, some Big 12 rivalry conversations that I had with the other host of the Locked On Big 12. Thanks for making Locked On Pokes your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, Locked On NFL Draft. Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker bring the NFL Draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. Remember, you can find me on Twitter at Lindellians or follow the show page at Locked underscore on underscore Pokes on Twitter. I will talk to you all tomorrow. Go Pokes!